Welcome to the Gloriously Unready podcast, all about being unready for anything. I'm Josephine Hughes, and this series is about becoming the mum of transgender children. Everyone's agreed to me sharing my story, but I'm mentioning no names. And sometimes I use clumsy language. Please bear with me. I'm still learning. I don't mean any harm by it. So today I am doing a special edition of the podcast on special request from a lot of people who've asked if my husband can come onto the podcast and tell us about his experience and what it is like to be a dad when your kids come out as transgender. And I think in particular, because I was asked a question on a podcast and he said, you didn't give enough of my story. So here he is. So, Tim, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, so I am Tim. I am Josephine's husband of 35 years, 36, 35, 35 years. Um, and what do I do? Um, I, um, as well as being father to our three lovely kids, um, I am a computer programmer and I've worked in the city of London for large financial institutions and various large financial institutions, again, over the last 25 to 30 years. So I commute up and down to London most days a week. One of the questions that people would really like to know about is how you found out that the kids were transgender. And as a little reminder to people, we've got two transgender daughters. So we did have three male children assigned male at birth and then we found out that two of them were actually women so for me the way it happened was the youngest one came out to me just before they left for school one morning they were just coming up to their 17th birthday and when we were discussing why a particular relationship hadn't worked out they said it was because they thought they were a girl a girl And then subsequently, a few months later, my oldest child came out to me after she'd returned from a trip to the States where she'd actually tried out her female persona. So that's my side of the story. And Tim, what was it like for you and what happened? How did you find out? Um, As I remember it, certainly when um, our youngest came out to you, I think I had a phone call from you a bit vague, saying there's something, some, something. I think you said something, you know, something like eh, there's some, something, you know, I, I need to chat to you about. Uh, just it's not too major, don't worry. Um, but I need, really need to talk when when we get home. Um, I had no, absolutely no idea, and and I certainly didn't suspect what eventually transpired. Yeah, so I came home uh, as usual. You 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 told me rather than our our youngest, and then we had a. A, a talk about it and, and probably just sort of sat there with our, our mouths open slightly for <laughs> a while thinking what <laughs> what 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 does this what what does this mean um and i think i think to start with it's just it, it's just shocking it is just shocking you don't you don't expect it uh, we had no inkling at all that that that, that this was that this was happening or that that was how our youngest uh, or even our oldest how how they were feeling there were no there were no hint 
bets that 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 um, that this was going to happen. So it really was just pow, it's happened. And and so I, th- I think out of the blue. So I think you know there was just a moment of I'm going to have to pr- that that's going to that's going to take a while to to sink in. And what sort of did you go through following? that revelation yeah, so yeah good question yeah so i uh, yeah i i i think you go through through all, all the different stages i mean i think now and, and we've talked about this and you've talked about it very openly and very honestly i i think initially because we knew so it was a world that we didn't really know about other than perhaps through the lens of sort of popular media um the first thing that kicks in is, in fact, the phobia, the fear, I think, because you think, you know, this is a terrible decision. It's going to ruin their lives. You know, that that's there. And of course, you know, over time, as you, you know, as we've come to see them grow and settle into their adult selves and, and become very happy, you, you realise it was just a, you know, misinformation and a, you just ignorance, really. You just don't, you don't, you don't know what it means because it's not your world. You know, the popular media, even then, what, seven or eight years ago was pretty, un, not, not unfriendly, but just, yeah, well, it was unfriendly. I mean, it's, it's always been unfriendly. Um, and so your view of what it means is completely skewed. And, and, and so you end up with just fear of the unknown or fear that it's a terrible mistake or all the, all the memes and the tropes that, that, that are still going today are, are just there in your mind so and I suppose that's it's part of being a parent isn't it just regardless of the trans bit it's just part of being a parent your your kids make a decision about their lives that you don't really understand and all of a sudden that you know that 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 parent reflex kicks in of is this a terrible mistake are they going to ruin their lives are they going to regret this forever it, it's just a it's almost a reflex you can't help it and so, so yeah, you just do the, the you just do the worried parent bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's got nothing to do with the with the trans bit. You just the parent reflex just kicks in, and yeah. you're yeah, you want to make and sure you're that. away into catastrophizing that it's the end of everything. Um, when of course it's you know quite clearly not. <laughs> I mean, quite clearly it's the it's the best thing that that's happened for both of them because both of them we see now. Through the journey, and the journey's not, you know, enti- entirely smooth, although pretty smooth for, for our two, I would say, um, certainly from the outside, from, from our perspective, you know, you, you see them just grow into delightful young adults. Well, proper adult. I mean, the full adults now. We can't call them young adults anymore because they're just adults. <laughs> you know, the people that they're meant to be. And they're, you know, they're fa- really, really happy, well-adjusted you know, just doing their stuff and and having a having a, you know, living a good life. Yeah. And and what more what more can you ask? What more can you ask? So just sort of going back a little bit, you said you know you had all these fears about what it would mean for them. Could you sort of outline what what were the what were the fears that you had? What were the things that you were really worried about? The first and foremost, and again, I think that probably comes from the popular media sort of emphasis. You, st- you, you immediately go to the medical implications. You know, you immediately go to medical tran- transition and, you know, what that means for them cha- changing their bodies, you know, indulging in things which are going to radically 
change their change their bodies you know I'm, I'm not a scientist i'm a computer programmer but i have a bit of a scientific mind so you worry about sort of fairly heavy duty intervention the, the you know the side effects you know coercing your body into something which it's not really um you 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 worry about that um but in actual fact having said that again it's all part of the journey when you start to look at the science and the and the medicine and and respect to the medical professionals who've done all the work on this you look at it and think this is way safer than a lot of stuff we just we just accept as normal so anyway the, the, we were talking about what 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 things you're worried about so yeah the med, the medical side i think was 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 one I, I think you you worry about um how they'll fit into society you know it's, it's you know society is not safe for for some folks who are different and that, and that I think that goes right across the rainbow spectrum so you worry are they going to be safe are they going to be all right are they going to be preyed upon by people you know are they are they just putting themselves in a vulnerable situation and again that that up, up until now that hasn't been our experience um, so again a sort of slightly unjustified fear and I suppose you worry i mean our youngest wasn't that young when they came out they weren't a child yeah that was, that they, was they were really just right on the cusp of yeah. you know um, of being a of being a full adult um so so you do also again and this is a you know trope that's still being preyed upon in, in the media at the moment you do worry about regret you're going to do this you're going to make irreversible changes to yourself and your life what happens if what if what if you just get into the what if you 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 change your mind and you've made these changes and um uh you you realize that perhaps you shouldn't have um again it's just it's just ignorance <laughs> the reg- the reg- the regret rate for transition is 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 really really low yeah i was going to say the regret rate is higher for simple things like knee operations or hip operations than it is for gender affirming care yeah yeah if you're going to base that if you're going to base your resistance to try the acceptance of trans people on the regret rate that then you know you're going to have to give up a load of other medical procedures that you you know if you're going to ban medical procedures on the basis of regret rate you know trans transitioning for trans people is way way down there there's there's loads more stuff you're going to have to stop doing so um if if that's going to be your criteria so do you think you you went through a grieving process because for you you know you were the dad of of three boys did you feel that you'd lost something no i i i no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you can see the stages of you know being married to a counsellor. You know what the stages of grief are. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've you've seen the charts and you see the diagram. And I'm 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 certain that we went through some both of us. You know, on reflection, went through some of that the denial and the, you know and, and you know through um, eventual acceptance. Um, it, it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't grief in in the sense of a huge loss because i would say my relationship with our kids is not based on the fact that we're blokes it's based on the fact that we're nerds 
and we're, and, 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 true. <laughs> and, we're, and and that hasn't changed <laughs> so I have, so I haven't lost I haven't I haven't lost that part of our relationship because it's still you know we you know what it's like we can still have conversations that, that are completely incomprehensible to, to me to, to you <laughs> and we haven't and we haven't lost that so um yeah, yeah, we've never been a you know a, a sort of um, football going out drinking. You know, we we've never had a very masculine yeah relationship, and therefore that's completely unaffected by how they present themselves. Completely unaffected. It's it's a really interesting thought, actually, Tim, because I've I've never really thought about this before. But do you think that part of the reason why you haven't got a masculine relationship with them? Oh, do you think it's been that, that all along? Well, it has, um, hasn't it? And yeah, it, do you yeah. think that's partly because they aren't really masculine? <laughs> they aren't really masculine. I mean, I would say, I mean, it's not masculine as in the very physical masculine. I yeah. mean, some of our, some of our sort of geeky, nerdy stuff is quite, you know, some of the computer gamey type stuff. You think that that's a quite masculine? That's probably how we bond. You know, playing the running, gunning, shooting online games and that sort of stuff, and you know some of the war gaming type stuff. Perhaps is, is but it's interesting. But, isn't but it? that's we still do that. <laughs> that although, hasn't although less with those two and more with with our cisgender son. I think the running and shooting uh, stuff. Yes, it's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so it's such an interesting thought, and and then you get into what exactly. You know our, our viewpoints of what's masculine and feminine. Well, absolutely, it does, and the way the does. kids have challenged that. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah, know, you, you you would have to say now those things certainly our relationships are that 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 is independent of gender. Don't you think that you and I, in terms of feminine and masculine roles, we are much more sort of gender stereotypical than. You know, well, that you 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 stayed at home, look after the kids, and I commuted yeah. up to London for yeah. thirty you, years. You, you played computer games, and, and I played football. computer games and football <laughs> on the three 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 occasions. I actually managed to get them out in the garden to kick a football around. <laughs> you never managed to play football with them. They were we never, never managed. No, 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 no. <laughs> gave up on that one. They were no, very small. I think yeah. it is just interesting, isn't it, to think about? Because a lot of people ask me, you know, do you think there are any signs? And I've always said, no, I don't think there was. But I, I don't know what you think. Yeah, again, when we've talked about this, I think both bo- both of us wouldn't have been surprised if one or other of them had come out and said, I'm gay. Mm. That wouldn't have been a complete surprise. So what would you say? Because I know what gender critical people would say at this point. And their argument is that they're not really transgender, they're gay. Well, that's well. You know the particular circumstances, and you know the differences in the relationship between the the, the the youngest and the oldest, and their partners, and the sorts of partners they choose. And in fact, it's it's completely the other way around. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's completely the other way around. You know, the one who I would have said, you know, they'll probably come out as gay. Yeah, and and that would you know that would be fine. I wouldn't be surprised. In actual fact would have well well would now have what would be termed as a gay gay relationship yeah. because they they, they present as, they they present as a woman and they're attracted to women yeah they are a woman and they're attracted they to are women. a woman yeah and they, yeah they are a woman and they're attracted to women <laughs> and then the other one is is a woman married to a bloke and it's the other way around to what we would have and expected. it's the other way around yeah. to perhaps you perhaps you would have expected so yeah so do you well, think that 
This is a really interesting thought. Do you think there's any sort of difference in the relationship with them now? I mean, do you think that there's a difference in how you relate to them because they're women? I think for me, there probably is, is particularly with our youngest in terms of, Mm. you know, she's so interested in fashion and that's that means that I relate to her much more in terms of talking about what I'm wearing and clothing and that sort of stuff I mean do you think there's been any that that's changed for me because I wouldn't have done that before and she didn't actually show any interest in clothes before she transitioned and then suddenly this whole side of hers come out that's, that's really interested in fashion um do you think there's any change in the way you've related to them as women no, I don't. No, I don't. Don't I? Don't particularly think so. No, not 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 on a meaningful level. I mean, I could make 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 a joke, but it's obviously just when we go shopping with the youngest one. It's now more expensive because <laughs> <laughs> they're far to... more interested in clothes than they ever were. As but, am um, I. So when we go out, yes, we as are you. So more. it gets really expensive. So. <laughs> um, but um, but no, I I, I think. Um, in in terms of how I relate to them, I, I I I don't I don't I don't think. I think you're still their no, dad, really, aren't you? And yeah, yeah. I I'm still their dad. The things we had in common before, we still have in common. The new things that they might be, you know, more interested in, don't get in the way, or yeah, how how we relate, I wouldn't say has changed significantly from my from my perspective. Because, I mean, what, what that's coming up for me, and, and I know this is something that, you know, really is, is very sort of important in my heart, is um, families falling out with each other over the, mm. the children being transgender. And I wonder if you could say something a bit more about sort of how you feel that as parents we can respond to, I'm going to say young adults, not children, because I think it's important to make the distinction there. But, you know, how as parents, you know, we can relate to our kids coming out and the sort of response we should have in thinking about... It can be really, really difficult for families to readjust to this. So what would you your sort of advice be really about this? Yeah, I, I would say, I think based, based on our experience, I, I would say... First and foremost, I suppose it was Douglas Adams, isn't it? Don't panic. Don't don't panic and don't be hasty. Don't be. Take your time. Take your time, particularly with young adults. You you you've got you've you've got more time than you than than you think, and so take take your time. And that was our experience, you know, because a lot of that stuff, like we said, you know, the, this sort of ignorance and the phobia and the stuff, because it's a completely it's not a situation that you either were expecting or know very much about. So I, I would say don't don't react in haste. And 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 again with you know with with all the stuff that your that your kids do. Well, they're not kids. You know, at that point they're adults, and so um, it, it's their choice to make. And and as a parent, you know, it's it's your job to be there to support them to um yeah to to let them know that they've got that love and support behind them 
um, and that they can make those choices um, with confidence and knowing that you that you you'll be there. You know, because if you think about it, you know, even if your worst fears come true, suppose they do make a terrible mistake, the thing they are really going to need at that point is the love, care and support of their family. You know, they're going to need you more than ever. If your worst fears come true, at that point, they are going to really need you. So it's better not to have fallen out in the early days so that if it does go terribly wrong, which it probably won't, but if it does, they will know that you are there, that you've got their back. You'll catch them if they fall. Um, so, so don't lose that in in the initial shock, and uh, just make sure that that you're still there and you're their safety net to to back them up. And yeah, and 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 the advice is, you know, go go along for the journey. It'll be great. You'll learn things you never. <laughs> You never even imagined were things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as you, you know, as long as long as you go go along for the ride, you, I, I, I think you probably quite enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, cer- we certainly have. We, yeah. we, we certainly have. I mean, I mean, first and foremost, the just the beautiful experience of seeing your kids sort of unfold and you know blossom and grow into the people they're supposed they are. <laughs> is is fantastic and don't miss out on that don't miss out on that but then you know that i mean the the people we've met along the way because because of this great who we wouldn't have met otherwise the folks we met the other day the L, the lgbt crew what a great group what a great group of lovely people we'd have never met them yeah, it's opened up. It's opened up a whole, up, new, a world whole to new world. Us, world to us. <laughs> these sort of two very sort of straight. <laughs> yeah, these are straight white middle class suburban <laughs> stay at homes. <laughs> and we just come there's across a this whole beautiful. Other, there's a whole other world of yeah. amazing, interesting. This beautiful rainbow fantastic community. Fantastic. Yeah. People out there, which yeah. would have been completely hidden from us. Yeah, we would have missed out. And our lives we? would have been so much duller without it. Yeah. So yeah. It's great. It, it has been fantastic. Yeah. So what I was wondering was what helped you personally on this journey? Because it, particularly at the start, it, it was, I mean, A, it was a shock and B, we didn't really know anything about it. Um, and I remember you just being your normal pillar of strength. <laughs> we, have a, we have a saying, don't we, that... Um, you're a super tanker on the ocean of life. <laughs> and you're the little boat bobbing up and down yeah. and all that. <laughs> so you you continued your super tanker way of being. But I was wondering, how how did you manage that? Because I think, you know, from, from a counselling perspective, you know, one of the things we talk about is how very difficult it is for men because men are expected to be strong and how it, how hard it is for men to be able to talk about what they're going through and that, you know, everybody else is sort of like relying on them and often your own emotional needs aren't cared for in that. And I just wondered, I, I don't know if you can talk about that side of things and and how you coped. I, I think probably in the early days, very, very early days, it's probably just denial. Mm-hmm. Just it'll blow over. It's fad, you know, um, and you know, that that sort of possibly wishing it would be different. Um, 
So that to start with. I mean, I have to say, I don't really have, apart from you, I don't really have anybody I could turn to. And so it wasn't something, you know, when I left the house, it wasn't something I would be discussing with any, with with anybody. So, you know, in some ways that makes it easy, in some ways that makes it hard. In some ways it's easy is you don't have to think about it because nobody's, nobody's going to ask you about it and you won't have to discuss it, you know, um, at work and the likes. Um, so work sort of helped you in a sense because it gave you a break. Oh, it's an, an escape. Yeah. yeah. You throw, throw yourself into your work, flush everything else out of your head. Yeah. You know, because my, my, my work is something that, you know, when you're in it, it completely fills your head. Yeah. Um, and, and so I probably, <laughs> as you may have noticed, <laughs> don't, 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 don't try and get any sense out of me when I'm debugging some horrible yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, but so I would say I had to carry that. But I'm a you know person who who I think I've always always done that, and so that was something that I could do. But 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 that was tough. It was tough. No 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 doubt about it. I had you, and gradually, more, you know, as as you're the librarian, you did the research, and. <laughs> um, as as you know, more more resources, you know, more inf- just information came came into our lives. You know, you and I were able to talk about it and how we felt about it, and you know, and I think the you know our relationship and the fact that it didn't push us apart in that we leaned on each other. I think that was very important. That was very important. Because, um, like I said, you were probably the only person I was really talking to yeah. about it. I mean, I have to say, in a, and this is this has increasingly been true, and I, I find this very helpful at the moment. The companies that I work for and the environment in which I work is pretty militantly inclusive. You know, they they are very very vocally inclusive, and so there were resources that there groups there i mean only only more recently have i actually sort of joined and engaged with with some of those groups going along to some of those network events you know as the parent of a um, trans person going along being perhaps being a bit more um, of a visible ally because it's just again you know it's just, just meet great people yeah it's good to go along to another you know somewhere else because I, th- I think that's the i mean it's this it's a slight tangent but i think one one of the things that you're know, sort of as as we've grown into it, talking about the work environment and the work environment being more inclusive, that has been helpful to me. Knowing that work, all the places I worked, because I've worked at about three different places since we've since the kids have been out, and in all of them, I knew that if I told people or talked about it, then then it was safe. And that's really important. And it's, you know, it's really important for anybody who's running the company who's quite senior to know that I also, to some extent, it's not the same. I, 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 I you know, respect folks who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, you know, whatever, at work. Them coming out at work is a big deal. But also coming out as the parent of trans adults 
is a sort of coming out. And it takes, I tell you now, it take, takes some courage to speak up. And I can see how when people say it's exhausting, it is. It is. You know, when people ask you, how's it with the kids? And people who've known you for some time, how are the boys? You have to think, is now the time I say, actually, it's two girls and a boy? I can see how people who are, you know, out, not out in the workplace, just find that constant stream of stuff exhausting. Yeah, really interesting. But 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 it's been really good to know that um, when you do say this, this is my situation. Um, two, I've got two trans daughters. That that it is safe. I think it's worth mentioning here that you did know somebody who <laughs> is quite visibly out. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And you'd known yeah. them when they. I know. I know. I know them absolutely. Yeah. So I, yes, I worked with somebody a, a, a very long time ago. Um, seeing folks like that, and increasingly seeing folks, you know, at very senior levels who are who are out and who are advocates, I think I think is is, is quite important. And and being able to go and chat to them, you know, and seeing that. They're, they're living their life. Um, they're, they're, they're happy with who they are. They're getting on with it. It's fine. I, I think that's one of the um, the most important things, I think, for us personally, is actually spending time with transgender people, isn't it? And I think getting to know transgender people at various stages of their lives has been really, really helpful to both of us. Well, yeah, because it because again, it just overcomes the you know because what you, it, it overcomes the ignorance. Yeah. You know, when you start out, you know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we certainly knew nothing. We, we certainly didn't. You know, I mean, you know, no, I say, but you know nothing. Well, in fact, you don't know nothing, and particularly in the current environment, you know the worst made-up bits yeah. from the popular media, and that's all the fud. You know, the fear, uncertainty, doubt that they peddle just makes you scared and in fact it's all just twaddle and you know and also we've been exposed throughout our lives to quite transphobic um you know I, I was really interested when I watched that um documentary about um films and how transgender people have been presented in in films throughout history and just how I mean I couldn't watch it all because I felt so sick it you know that that is the background with which you know our understanding of transgender issues was formed and it's just there and you don't really realise it until you start digging it up, do you? No. It's that unconscious bias, isn't it? It is, yeah. 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 And it's not that, you know, you want to be a good person, but you've you've just got these unconscious biases that you're you're not aware of. Yeah. So the the other thing that I think um, people are sort of quite interested to find out about is what it was like telling people. So we sort of talked about coming out at work, but what about like coming out to your parents and to your friends? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, when you start off, you just don't know. And I, th- and I think our youngest has talked about this, about how how scary it is. How scary it is, because you you don't know what reaction you're going to get. And, you know, with parents and and friends and others, you you worry because you don't want to lose 
your relationship with them and you think you know because you know you're on side you know you're not going to abandon your kids and you think if this person cuts up rough and and doesn't accept it or or has got a big problem with it i that how is that going to affect my relationship with them i mean it's it's selfish but that, that's what you that's yeah. what you're worried that is what you're worried about yeah. you know if if i go to you know we had lots of worries about how my parents might react and as you know they were fantastic yeah still fantastic yeah and and still are you know you know my mum said I don't care what they look like they still come around here I'm still their granny yeah (laughs) (laughs) and she was absolutely right to the you know she would have accepted them however and just just what a relief what a relief but it doesn't take away from the fact that before that's afterwards you can look back and think what well what you know of course it was a a breeze of course they would well you know you sort of like to think that people but you don't know you know and and i think our youngest has said the same you know i think i i thought i knew you and i thought you'd be okay but i didn't know until i'd actually until the words were out and it was out there i didn't know i mean the other the other thing and we haven't talked about this yet at all is that of course we're we're churchgoers yeah and so that was that was the thing for us. You're thinking how has how are people going to react to this? Because you know that can be that can be a really big issue. Is a really big issue. Um, in in depending on what sort of church you go to, you know it, it can be it can be the end of your relationship with the with the church with the church. If you you know if you're gonna if you're gonna choose to stick with your kids, then you might have to choose that you don't. You're not part of that church anymore because they won't have it. Now we are blessed in in that our church was well, I suppose we've we we're probably you know, I think if probably if we look back honestly, we are probably part of the catalyst of the journey that our church has been on. Because our church is now fully inclusive and has a fully full inclusivity statement, you know, in its constitution saying, you know. We accept everybody. You know, if, if you love God, you want to follow God, get closer to. We don't care who you are, what your circumstances are. Just come and be part of the church. Um, and so you know, our our you know, we have a small group of folks who who meet fairly regularly, and what a diverse and interesting bunch we are. <laughs> As parents of, you know, we've certainly got you name diverse it, we've, and interesting you, bunch of kids, haven't we? Yeah, we, you, you name it, we've got one. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere we know somebody who's got one. <laughs> but yeah, I um, don't know if you remember what they, what they said when we actually yes. told them. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we, so, yeah, go on. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, so we were, you know, sharing the things that were going on. You know, we had a meal, possibly a, some wine, and we were sharing about what was going on in people's lives and their families. You know, and 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 Joe and I, or Joe probably, plucked up the courage to to say, "We've got something to tell you." The the two kids have come out, and and they're trans. And one of the one one of our good friends said, "Well, that's just trumped everything." <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was brilliant because it because again, it was a scary moment for us. Yeah. Because because at that stage, I don't think we were. I don't think the ch- church was explicitly fully inclusive. It wasn't at that point. It no. wasn't at that particular no. point because it's quite quite you know seven or eight years. Or what, yeah. I lose track. How long ago was it? Well, now? they came out. It's nearly nine years ago now. I think nine I years. It was nine yeah. Years okay. Since came out. Yeah. Nine yeah. years. Um. Yeah. So so we didn't know exactly what relation, what reaction we were we we were going to get. 
And so there was some tension, mm. certainly on our side. Yeah. There, was, there was some tension there when, when, um, when we said it. And, and that just, that remark and the reaction it got from the folks around the table just, just diffused. And we, it was just the relief. We just knew uh, we're, we're going to be okay. We're accepted. They're, they're with us on the journey. They may not know what it means. But they've got, you know, we've got our kids back and they've got our back. Yeah. And, and, we're, and we're all in it together. Yeah. And I, I think the sort of, I, I think one of the sort of really wonderful things about that was their care for us and their care for us as parents and their understanding that actually for us this was a really big thing. And not only were they obviously concerned for our kids, but they were really concerned about the impact on us and what we needed and supported us in what we were going through as well um as as well as i don't know if you remember that one of our church members came around to see me and spent quite a lot of time discussing it because she had some expertise in working with transgender people so yeah that was the church turned out to be an excellent supportive yeah resource in the end and our pastor was just you know yeah because we went round to see yeah and David together, didn't yeah. we? And he just said, you know, what, and he was the same. Yeah. And I suppose because it comes from the top, doesn't it, yeah. basically? He said, you know, how are you? What do you need? We're here for you. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which was, which was absolutely I, I, I just, I mean, even as we're talking about it, you know, it sort of makes me fill up a bit because he did have <laughs> such amazing support. And, and, and the, yeah. the other thing is obviously just moving slightly away from the church as well was when we told all our friends and the the reaction yes. we had from friends as well I don't know if you can recall that I'm trying to think I can't think of any specific instances other, other than just that all the friends that I can think of were just yeah yeah they're friends yeah yeah <laughs> they're, they're our friends and they're our friends for a reason yeah. and, uh, and and they had much the same reaction as us and certainly all your friends who you're quite close to were yeah we're all on board and very supportive, yeah. and because and, uh, we did need it. I mean, it's, you know, we shouldn't gloss over it. I mean, we've talked a little bit about it. How did you cope, and so on and so forth. You know, it it has been tough at times. It has been really tough, and we have needed those people. You know, as we work through our fears and uncertainties, and um, perhaps the shock, it, it, there have been you know quite serious ups and downs. And that, you know, there's been times when we've sort of railed against it, and oh, especially at the start. Oh yeah, at the start yeah. when when it's all fear and doubt and yeah. you know uncertainty, we 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 needed to lean on those relationships and know that people were there supporting us, and that was very very important. Yeah, and, and reflecting on that, thinking about it, it just yeah, it just make you think. You know, gosh, we were. I think we've been very lucky actually with the we support that we've very, had. Very lucky with the and with the group groups of people we had around yeah. us. And that's made it so much easier. I mean if the you know, if the church had rejected us I'd been so or, or any of our, you know, good friends and you know, it would have been really hard. Really hard because you know how, how involved we are and how much we get out of it. I mean another part I didn't say at the start, another part of me is is I play guitar. Um I love playing the guitar and I play guitar in church a, quite a lot. And to and to have lost that would have been a real, real blow. Is there anything you wish that you'd handled differently? 
Well, I mean, it's. I, I suppose it's. It, it, it's about many situations you're in. I mean, it's not. I'd hand, handled differently. I just, you know, I just wish we we'd known more at the start. Would have made it a lot easier if we had. If you know, if we hadn't just had all the the misinformation and and the you know the the, the sort of rather phobic nature of of, of sort of popular media and popular coverage, which is just getting worse. My hope is that that is just the play of the minority, because you know, I, like as we have said, I, I, I perhaps we should people should take that as if I if I would want people to take anything away um, in terms of encouragement. That is the um, you know our experience has been that. The vast majority of people, the vast, vast majority of people that we have come across, are, are very supportive, and and think that's you know if they if that's who they are, that's fine. It's I I don't you know that's fine. It, it it's it's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's you know if that's who they are, then they should get on and just live their lives the way they are, and 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 we'll all just get along. We'll all just be fine. Um, it's it's only the people who are driven by fear, and the people who peddle fear that are the problem. Um, and it really is a sort of phobic ideology. You know, this ideology that's driven on fear of the unknown, fear of different, and so on and so forth. And it's doing terrible damage, and they should stop it, um, and be ashamed that they've even started it. Um, because that is not what most people that's not most people's experience I mean and increasingly as the you know it's only a small number it's, well, it's not a small number it's lots of people but it's a small proportion of the population even though it is a small num number of the population the number of people it affects the brothers the sisters the mothers the fathers the grannies the grandpas the aunts the uncles the friends the colleagues, you know, once you multiply that up, you think, no, probably a significant proportion of the population have got somebody trans in or around them. And they're okay with that because they, like you say, the more we got to know trans people, the more we read about, you know, some of the excellent, you should probably post some of the, and, and probably do, you know, some of the resources that you've leaned on, some of the excellent trans advocates trans people who are advocating in the public arena you know it's like well informed well educated you know very articulate folks you know so you should listen to them because that's you know they're, they're the people who are living it <laughs> um and they're the friends and allies of of the people who are living it and and there's an awful lot of them <laughs> Be, because, because yeah yeah it's really difficult because I think there's so much um, hate and uh, disinformation out there. Yeah. Just that made actually, up, made up nonsense. Yeah, and I think that that silences those of us who do have transgender loved ones, and some of that is because we want to protect them, and. You know, people people say they've never met a transgender person, but a lot of the time they don't know that they've met a transgender person. <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> which is yeah. which is one of the things. And also, you don't know who might be 
related to a transgender person who is not talking about it because that transgender person is not out publicly. And I know in talking to other transgender parents that it's actually very difficult for them because they can't say anything because their child isn't prepared to come out because they don't feel safe to do so. Yeah. And therefore the parents find it very difficult to speak out as well. And they find it, yeah, because they, they can't speak out, therefore you can't connect with other parents yeah. or other folks. Or, we, or you, you know, have to other connect folks. in secret. You yeah. know, and I think, I mean, for me, this is a plea to people who can speak out, to speak out. And that's part of the reason why we're doing this, because yeah, we feel okay to speak out. Yeah, and it's and it's getting over this, it's a tiny minority. Yeah. It's not. The, num- the number of people who are affected by this is not a tiny minority. I, I suspect if you do the maths, which I do quite like, and um, if you do the maths of, of the network effects yeah. of... Well, it's 0.5% of the population are trans. And if they're involved with 10 people, that's 5% of the population. If every one of those trans people is involved with 10 people, and that's a quite a small number, you could use a, probably use a bigger number than that, That the number of people who are affected by trans issues is 5 million people. Yeah, in the UK, yeah. In the UK. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of people. And, you know, that, that is not a small minority. And, and, and in fact, when you think about it, you could probably use a bigger multiplier than that. You could probably use 20 and not be exaggerating. And before you know yeah. it, that, and, you know, before you know it, it's 10 million people. So, you know, we, we, we should lean into that and, and sort out our relationship with trans people, you know, and, and make it a much more welcoming environment i mean it's it, it, it's odd isn't it? It, it it's that and that's the that's the frustrating thing about the that horrible world that word the transit the trans issue you know that that's a miscasting of what we're talking about the trans people are okay the relatives and friends and family of trans people they're okay as well the issue is the phobes just the, the the core of the issue is, is is that some people are just phobic. You know, they they've got they've got deep seated reasons why they are anti, and they're generating the problem. That's the problem, and there are other people then profit from that because they see it as an you know a, an easy win, and you can you know kick somebody when they're down, for which they should be ashamed. But but the the, the issue is the phobes, not the trans people. And so the sooner we move on to the phobe issue and what we're going to do about that, the better. The problem is prejudice, yeah. Yeah, the problem is prejudice. In, in the same way that, you know, if you look at race relations in this country, you wouldn't say it's a people of colour issue. It's not, it's a racist issue. The racists are the problem. So let's call it what it is. The phobes are the problem, not the trans people. So let's move on and talk about the real thing, and that is how do we deal? How do we deal with the phobes and the people who peddle phobia? This this is something we both feel quite strongly about, isn't it? Because obviously, we want to protect our kids. Um, there is this concern for us about them being able to move about safely, and also because we know our kids, and we know they're not predators despite the fact that that's the way they're painted in social media. And like most trans people will tell you, all they want to do is to be able to live their lives in peace 
and to live their lives happily and fulfilled. They don't want their whole life to be about transgender issues. They want to be getting on with their lives. And I personally believe, and I'm sure you agree with me, that, you know, our kids coming out, you've said this throughout, is that they're happier and more fulfilled in being their true selves. And that enables them to concentrate on other aspects of their lives. They don't have to fight this all the time. But the situation where there's such a hostile environment means that it becomes frightening. And it takes up all of our time, doesn't it? It, you know, like you were saying about people coming out at work and that sort of emotional um, weight that they have to carry. And, and that's what's going on for transgender people at the moment. Um, that they, you know, often it, it's really difficult for them to be getting on with their lives and to be happy and fulfilled because they're living in fear. And and that's sort of part of our, our passion really, isn't it? Is to try and, and make the world a better place for them. And that's that's why we're doing what yeah, we're doing. It's it's like 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 we've said numerous times here, you know, you know, our, our job in general is to to let the trans folks know they are okay and create an environment in which it's okay, it's okay to be who they are. And and we're not going to put you know we're not going to put barriers in the way of them being that, and we're not going to um, shame them or be be hateful towards them. You know, be, be creating a safe environment in which they can be who they are. Now they're just going to be better for everybody, to be honest. Um, better better for everybody, but particularly you know, we just we just. You know, we've we've done this before with 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 minorities hating on these minorities, and you know, the sooner we get over it, the better. It's better for everybody um, if if we just learn to get on with people living their lives the the way they're going to live it. It'll just be better, just nicer. <laughs> you know, we it's our phrase, isn't it? In the end, we we will out nice people because that's a better way to live. <laughs> it's a better way to live than the fear and the hate. So I just want to say thank you for coming on my podcast and supporting it. And you know, um, this is not just because Tim's actually speaking out loud on the podcast today. It doesn't mean he's never been involved in it. And I certainly don't think the podcast wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened without his sterling support in the background and, uh, you know, his part that he plays in our family and the support that he gives me and the kids. And thank you, because that means... I know it means it means the world to all of us. So thank you for being who you are. I love you loads. <laughs> you do, and thank you, thank you for uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs>